Hey everybody, welcome to Lunch Plus. Uh, we're so excited for you to be here and uh, have with me hey. Tracy Harris. Amen. <laughs> it's been quite an adventure getting this video it up has today. Been. It's, been, it's been wonderful. <laughs> have you ever been trying to do ministry and all of a sudden things just aren't working the way that they're supposed to do? <laughs> You mad? You mean there's opposition to the ministry of the Lord Jesus? Christ? What are you? What <laughs> have y'all ever had opposition to the things of God in your life? I mean, really? That's uh, I think many people have. We're going to get it up so we can see your comments uh, right now. Hey, share the broadcast. It's going to be an awesome broadcast. Uh, share the broadcast and make sure. Uh, that you type in the comments where you're watching from say hello to us so we can see you in a little bit different setup today on location <laughs> I like on location <laughs> on location and uh, you're doing some meetings here in South Carolina at uh, yeah. Pastor Eddie Smith's That's church right. oh it's gonna be awesome so uh, yeah type it in say hello to us and uh, glory to God and uh, we just I'm just excited to be here with you and it's, it's been a great week already. We've had a couple of meetings, and it's yeah. been tremendous. So Yeah. Well, I'm grateful for what the Lord is doing, but most importantly, anybody that might be watching today, you know, any moment, at any given moment, the Lord orchestrates our lives. The Bible says the steps of a good man. Yes. Or order of the Lord. And, uh, you know, somewhere, some way, and I know that this sounds like, okay, this is Lunch Plus, and there may be people watching that aren't even necessarily born again or yeah. stumbled across the broadcast or whatever. And you're talking about, well, this is Jesus. This is another religious broadcast. Let me just tell you, this is much more than a religious broadcast. There's nothing really religious about us. Right. In fact, a lot of we say the religious people hate, <laughs> and it's because Jesus is alive. And he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I just feel so impressed to tell you right now, whoever may be watching anywhere, yeah. that you know, I grew up in church. I grew up in religion. And the people really were famous for believing nothing. You know, I'd read the Bible. <laughs> the famous for believing nothing, right? Yeah. I'd read the Bible, and what was amazing about it is the Jesus of my Bible wasn't the Jesus of my church. And I would see a Jesus that really did have mighty signs, wonders, and miracles. He walked in the love of God. Everybody that came to him in you know wise cast him out. But he was a truth teller also. In other words, he just wasn't politically correct and appealed to the masses. He wasn't running for mayor. And in yeah. fact, he, uh, he criticized his own disciples when, they, when yeah. he said, who's the greatest amongst us? Yeah. And they were going to take him, make him king. He hid himself. He wasn't all about himself, but yet he was about a kingdom. A kingdom that he established that has no end to it. And when I met him, I want you to know it was way beyond religion. Uh, I grew up in church, and what happened to me was when I sought the Lord for about three years, I knew that in here there's something more. And any, there are people yes. watching. They've come across this broadcast. And the bottom line is, I think deep down in their self, Brother Brian, they know there's more. Yes. There's got to yeah. be more to life. Got to be more to life than masks and separation. Got to be more to life than virus and pandemic and riots and, and racism. There's got to be, surely, with intelligent design, there's got to be some order to this chaotic world. Yes. And in the last days, it's more prevalent than ever that people find what we have found. And that is that Jesus is the same yesterday, yes. today, and forever. And I'll never forget when I went to God and said, Jesus, if this is all there is to Christianity, I don't want it. And yes, it's organized sir. religion, right? I didn't say to him that I didn't believe the story, that I didn't believe it was the Son of God, that I didn't believe he died on the cross, that he lived a good life. What I said to him was, and nobody taught me, 
was, I still wish you spoke to people today like you did in Bible days. That you heal people today like you did in Bible days. And yeah. I just told him I'd give anything to have lived when you lived. I mean, I, I was so disillusioned, really. Yes. You're the rest of my life away. What I didn't know is Jesus said, it's better for you that I go away. Yes. He went literally and sent his spirit back. But until you experience that, that just sounds like nuance and hope, you know, hokiness. But the truth is, just a couple of comments here. One is, Jesus... People say all the time, they say, well, you're preaching. You're, you know, you're always telling people to be born again. Well, they do need to be born again. But that's because that's what Jesus said. But the world's asking the same question. The religious leaders asked it in his day. Nicodemus didn't understand. He thought he was talking about naturally. He said, how can a man when he's old crawl back up in his mama's womb and be right. born again? So that tells me he's thinking totally in the natural. Yes. And Jesus says, what was born of the flesh is flesh. What was born of the spirit is spirit. And, and we often quote, Except a man's born again, he can't enter the kingdom. Yeah. But you know, that's not what the first thing Jesus said, Brother Brian. He said, except a man's born again, he cannot see the kingdom. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know what they don't know. And they don't realize that truly, they say, well, you just want me accepted on blind faith. Once they get in the kingdom, they realize faith isn't blind at all. Yeah, it's that's very right. concrete. Yeah. It's very real. It's a force which really is the great equalizer. If nothing is impossible to them to believe, and he said he's dealt every man the measure of faith. Then that means that no matter what mess my life's in now, he gave me the very gift because he's such a good God. Yeah. He changed my life. It can become victorious. He can repair the breach. Yeah. He can make yesterday go away. Your life can start over and change forever. And so no matter who's watching, from whatever background they're watching, no human can break their life bad enough yeah. that Jesus can't fix it. Amen. And he made himself known to me as a real person. And that's all I wanted to say about that was that when he came in that room that night, I didn't see him, but I'm telling the room filled up. I knew he was alive. And he made me know that scripture is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yes. So I want you to know that in a crazy, mixed-up world, as much as things are changing so rapidly, the more the things of the world change, yeah. the more the sameness of Jesus remains. Amen. He's the same Jesus today. He will heal, deliver, and set free as he's always been. Amen. And you can know him as a person. So today's sure isn't about religion. Amen. It's lunch plus. It's meat <laughs> yeah. to eat that you know not of, right? That's right. That's good. Yeah. Well, let's see Let's see who's online right now. Uh, I see uh, Buddy, Barrett, Mark Presley, Priscilla. I saw Paul say, Hey, everybody. Go over there. Kevin's down. watching up in Vermont. And, uh, yeah, Barrett's watching from Boomerang. And That's tremendous. Glory to God. We just welcome you. Share the broadcast. Uh, Sharon Cox, I see you there. Yeah. Good to see you, and uh, we just welcome you. And one of the things I told them is, uh, you know, told them about today is if they had any questions to absolutely I have to, that in my spirit. I was going to say that again. Yeah, they really need to ask some questions yeah. today. If you've got some questions, just drop them in the comments right now, and uh, go ahead and we'll address right. as many of them as we can. Uh, there's Greg Griffin. Good to see you. We love you very much. So we've got people watching on. Facebook, on YouTube, on Periscope and Twitter. Tremendous. Uh, it may be going to LinkedIn, but that's still in the beta stages. Yeah, but right. then also uh, another a gaming site. It's actually broadcasting on a gaming site called Twitch. I like but, it. Uh, yeah, so we welcome you. It's going to be a great, great day. And uh, we, I, the last couple of nights where you've been preaching at uh, Faith Family Church yes. in Jefferson, right. uh, that'll be tonight and tomorrow night as well at 7 p.m., uh, Faith Family Church, Jefferson, South Carolina. And uh, one of the things that I've seen is that 
you've been touching on some things I've never heard you minister on. Right. And it's been tremendous. Last night you were talking about the grace to build. And I've heard you mention that before, but you really got into depth. It was it was powerful. And then the night before you were talking about it, it's our now season. It's yeah, our right, now absolutely. season absolutely. right now. And right now. Bringing that back up. But uh, I'm going to ask, will you center that just a little bit? But um, one of the things is people are allowed to come and really receive, and they need to. We need that word of God feeds us. Absolutely. It gives us the food that we need. Absolutely. And you, you were talking about last night is one word, you didn't say it just like this, but one word can change everything. Absolutely. And one supernatural God-given word through a man of God, through a woman of God, right. all of a sudden it brings the substance that changes right. it all. Right. And so... And let's be clear about what one word that is. You know, I, I sit so strongly. Anymore, Jesus, well, he's always done this and throughout history has been this way. You never know who's listening. But we have now a technology available that wasn't available years ago. Yes. And yeah. you really, truly never know who's yes. watching this moment. Yes. And, you know, the, the issue is, is, for example, like our public schools. Our public schools would say, uh, well, you know, you can pray or have an invocation before a football game. They won't even do that away now. It's like a moment of silence. Right. right? Well, the whole purpose behind that is our words are powerful. And Satan's yes. trying to stop our voice. But... The bigger deal is, is they don't mind if you pray to God, but they don't want you to pray in the name of Jesus. That's right. Because it identifies who God is. Yeah. <clears throat> and so the world, it's like, it's like their redefinition of love. Yeah. See, they think love is tolerance. Right. That love just accepts everything. No, that's self-gratification and lust. That's anarchy. That's no rules in society. Yes. That's no restraints. That's lasciviousness. And without question, the Bible says love knows no Ill, does no ill to their neighbor. Yes. So let's just say, well, I love you, but I just, you know, I want you to be tolerant of me, but what I'm doing is destroying your life, but you're supposed to be tolerant of it. Right. That's not right no. because love works no ill to his neighbor. Yeah. Love has some very distinct parameters. Yeah. And the force of love, the real love of God. And so one of the things that I want to make a comment about is the world's definition this broad brush definition of what people think things are. They like they love, oh, I love that restaurant. I love that steak in the same way that I love my wife. No, right. you're not supposed to love a steak the way you love your wife. That's right. It's two different levels. And, and and the thing about that is the world is trying to make it this flat, yeah. Nondescript. Everybody gets a trophy. You don't have to do anything to get it. Playing field. Yeah. And and uh, this is not a new spirit. Yeah, you know uh, the reason I want to say this is because just recently the Lord dealt with me to go back to Israel who wanted a king, and I went back through once again the prophet Samuel. Yes. Now the Bible says that in Acts three that Jesus is being held back until the restoration of all things, right? Spoken by the mouth of all the holy prophets since the world began. So that means in the end of time. We're going to be dealing with things that aren't new. Yes. They've been in the earth since the world began. Yes. Because he actually says there's nothing new under the sun. That's right. The biggest deception of this generation is that all this is new, that we don't know what we're talking about because you've never experienced this. You don't know what it's like to do this or feel this or experience this. And the Bible expressly warns against that deception. Yes. Peter said, don't think it's strange concerning this fiery trial that's come among you. 
as if some strange thing has happened to you that's right. not accomplished in your brethren that nobody's ever experienced. That is a demonic deception. And that deception tries to get people isolated so they can get indoctrinated in this antichrist idea that, well, it's a new day and technology and you're old school and those rules don't apply and the Bible's an old hand. And what we need to understand is that, that the, the end times, this is really, really important. Faith created the planet. Yeah. And Jesus said, I'm returning. And when he returns, when he comes again, Here's his question. Will he find faith on the earth? Yeah, that's good. First John 5, 4 says, Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory. That overcomes. That overcomes the world. We were talking about just the opposition to get this broadcast going. Yes. There's opposing forces. Yes. And there will be because since Adam sinned, he let the he let a terrorist loose in the earth. Yes. And we have had an enemy that wants to still come and destroy. And what we need to understand is if faith is the victory that overcomes the world yes then we have to understand that there's things in the world we're going to have to overcome yes if we're going to have victory in life we're going to have opposition and we're going to have to overcome that opposition yes and faith is the force that grants us that and i say that to say that faith then comes from another kingdom i'm really boiling back down to one word from god can change your life forever. yes and i apologize you kind of got me on a preaching <laughs> spree here but, but here's the point about that I was really trying to make. When I went back, and the Lord took me back to history and how that Israel wanted a king, Saul, uh, Samuel, and the reason I mention Acts 3 is the prophets from the beginning of the world, and it expressly says in Acts 3, from Samuel, they foretold of these things from Samuel to all the prophets that follow. Right. So according to Acts 3, uh, the Holy Spirit started with Samuel and said everything that Samuel did beyond and every prophet will be restored before Jesus returns. Yes. So Samuel's a picture, and the truth is, it's like a mountain range in the distance. They all look like they're right there together, but the closer you get to it, they all look like you can get to them equally because they're <laughs> equidistant, right. but you're far away looking at it, and Revelation's yeah. like that. You get to the first mountain, and you realize, whoa, there's a lot of miles between this mountain and that mountain. <laughs> and the next one, yeah. And the next one, and the next yeah. one, right. So point is, prophecy's like that. It's for that day, but it's for our day. Yeah. It has a multi-layered effect <clears throat> throughout the ages. Samuel told them, if you get a king, here's what he's going to do to you. Yes. He's going to tax your kids. He's going to do this. He's going to do this. He's going to do this. They said, we don't care. And here's what they said. We want to be like the other nations. That demon has hit America. Yeah. That same demon is still alive. It's had thousands of years upon people's reasoning. Yeah. You cannot out can't counsel a demon out. You can't reason him out, and you can't outthink the master con man who's been around for six millennia. Yeah, he's been watching humanity for over six. That's why they're called familiar spirits. Yeah, and if it works, why change? Why change? Why change? Yes. <laughs> and so now with America, the whole thing he's trying to dupe America into is this socialism, fascism, yeah. communism, even equality. We want to be like the rest of the nations of the world. One of the reasons that people hate, I don't agree with everything. You, you can call it politically correct. You can call it President Trump, Republican, Democrat. I don't think it's about any of that. I think it's about spiritual forces that won't control the heart of our nation. And because of that, when you start... Hey, can to, I, oh, I apologize. I, no, no, I'm no, just no, taking no, off here. Just on that, you know, no, a lot right. of people, they, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. It, it's man. not... 
Yeah, a lot of people are trying to put a flesh and blood title to it, not realizing that it is spirits of uh, light and spirits of darkness, according to... Because I'm watching a lot of people figure that out right now, and they yeah, really are. want to label it something natural, but it's not natural. There's a supernatural element to each and every bit. And Absolutely. So that was it, because I'm, I've watched well, that forgive discussion. Forgive me, because I wasn't trying to take over this, because we only have a, just like an hour here yeah. back and forth, and we want to answer questions, but I asked the Lord, why did, when this current administration... I know everybody knows who it is, and they're gonna say, "Well, he's a he's a uh, always Trumper, not a never Trumper." I'm I'm not an any Trumper. Right. I think what Trump said all is the word of God. Yes. But I asked the Lord, "What's the truth behind this? Why are people putting on little kitty hats and fighting for their rights to be a woman, or a hashtag Me Too, or the everybody? The outrage, the social outrage, seems to be the popular thing, and it yeah. really doesn't matter what it is. They're not even listening to the facts behind it. Social outrage has become the popular norm." Yes. I can spout my opinion, like we're doing, yeah. from a room where I really don't feel the emotional kickback of the impact it's having on people. Yeah. And I ask the Lord, why is this demonic eruption vomited on the streets of free America? What happened? Because there's always been opposition. There's always been right and left. There's always been liberal and conservative. But something changed. Yeah. And the Lord told me it's because of the decisions that are being made spiritually. When we begin to array borders... Yeah. and stop the streaming of all the stuff into it. When we begin, now I'm not just saying, I'm not equating nationalism with spirituality. Right. Not at all. Right. But I do know that this country was founded yes. so that we could have the freedom to worship Almighty yes. God. And that the aspect of border protection, the aspect of making the American dollar strong so that we're not a one-world economy, all the things to rebuild the infrastructure of America, every right. bit of that was a... a we balled up our fist and hit the spirit of Antichrist in the nose because yes. he wants to control the whole world, one world economy, <laughs> make America the same as every nation, make it a flat world. Yes. And God is very clear about this, right? Yes. That he raises up nations and he puts down nations and that God's a God of nations and he's a God of families and he's got this very clear. Yes. That not only does he, in fact, I'll say this, a lot of people don't have a clue about this and it's the doctrine of end time judgment. But they don't understand the sheep and goat nations. Yes. That God judges individuals, but he judges nations as a whole. Yes. We don't talk about enough That's about good. what the Bible actually teaches. He will actually judge a nation. Yes. He'll judge a nation. And unless the church is strong, the devil's going to run that nation. Yes. And yes. so when we started putting up borders, the devil took it personally and he just erupted. Yes. Because it's like a snake with his head bashed writhing around in the street. He looks alive, but he's crushed. Yes. We started crushing his ability to destroy capitalism and our economy. That's why the economy soared. Yes. Because once again, we begin to establish our identity. Because God is a God of liberality. What I mean by that is, is that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Yes. And, and I don't care where in the world it is, but Brian, he wants people free from oppression. Yes. Yes, he does. All... If it's not, one of the things that I've looked at many times is the difference between truth and facts. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. facts can be uh, something that's actually happening. A doctor's report can be facts, but the truth will always set you free. And so if it's not going to set you free, there's no truth in it. And that's right. one of the things. You can have lots of trivia that can actually be actual, but it won't set you free. I can get a bad doctor's report, and it can be actual facts. But it, there's no right. freedom in a bad doctor's report, but there's freedom in a scripture, a word. 
And that's what we want to pay attention to is what is God saying to bring freedom to people, not perceived freedom. Or, you know, many people think that they're free when you get tolerant, yeah. and that's not actual freedom in that way. I've noticed this, that, you know, we're not supposed to give under compulsion. Right. But if I, if somebody holds a gun to my head and says, give, that doesn't mean I'm giving in love. It doesn't mean I'm no, giving in freedom. Right. Yeah, that's right. So I saw a, a question here. Amen. Kevin said, that's good teaching. <laughs> and, uh. Barrett, I saw Barrett had a question. If there's any others, you'll let me know. But I saw Barrett said this, so she wants to ask you. I'm going to put that right I, I want okay. you to. Can you see it? <laughs> yeah. I'm so, trying to sit up straight, so I feel like I'm reclining. I it's, a, it's an interesting setup we yeah, have yeah, today. Yeah. It's all good, though. It's all good. <laughs> um, but here's what I want you to know is Barrett said this. She said, what would you tell your 30-year-old self if you could go back today and tell your thirty-year-old self, 30 year old self, what would you tell? Wow! Uh, <laughs> just a thank light, you, just a light quest. That's that. It only took me three words to answer that. You know, <laughs> I hadn't thought about that a lot lately, uh, Barrett. But you know, here's the bottom line: is that I guess Jesus really grabbed my heart, and I came on fire for God. That the moment I got turned on and Jesus manifested in that room as a late yeah. teenager, I've been going around the world preaching good news and giving living bread to dying men ever since. And so I've seen demons scream and leaving blind eyes open and deaf ears here. And so uh, if I'm talking about my personal 30 year old self, when I was 30, I was traveling the world preaching the gospel. So yeah. I tell myself, do more. Yes. <laughs> Realize time is fast, teach me the number of my days that I might apply my heart to wisdom. Because uh, the truth is, is that whether or not it's, I need to make this statement. I think, not in reference to myself, but in reference to this generation. Yes. And it's, this is what I know. Whether or not this is the last generation is for sure your last generation because it's the only one you get. That's right. And the one thing that I would say more than anything else is make your life count. And here's, here's what I would say to anybody that's watching, especially this generation. And I remember I was ministering in a place one time and God gave me this illustration and I don't do a lot of illustrated sermons but I saw uh, a piece of paper and what I what I did basically was I took the piece of paper and I taped a cross on it but then I took a black magic marker and I colored the whole sheet completely black and held it up it's actually from some in front of some young kids and I talked to them about about the difference making your mark on the world instead of the world making its mark on you Yes, and that was the phrase I used and so I talked about what sin does and what the world does and that when you become just like the rest of the world yes. it makes its mark on you and you disappear Yes, and, and so it was all black and I said you can't even tell there's anything on here you can't even tell you existed and I talked to them about for example the graveyard many people use this but I use this to them because they were a younger audience they'd never heard it but you can walk through graveyards and I wonder when I read tombstone after tombstone, how many of those people actually appeared on the earth? Yeah. Or did they just do what daddy told them? Or did they just do what, That's good. They, just do what yeah. they thought they were most supposed to? And I look at when they were born maybe 1850 and died in 1962, and I see a little dash in the middle. Yeah. And the only thing on that tombstone that represents that they were even in the earth is that little that dash. dash. You know, and I was thinking about, did they leave something that would go beyond 1962. Yes. Did they leave something that would go beyond 1995? Because that's the real issue here is fruit that remains. Yes. Uh, the next generation. And so when I held that paper up, and it's all black, 
I said, here's the thing, when the world makes its mark on you, you'll leave no lasting impression. And I peeled that tape off, and suddenly the white page under came out like yes. that. And there was a big cross right in the middle of it. And I said, there's a big mark on the world, but it only comes when you come out of the world. You can only make your mark on the world That's when you good. come out of the world. You can't have the world's voice and change the world. Yes. Best way I can say it is what Jesus said. Satan can't cast out Satan. Yes. So nothing from his system can dominate him. Yes. Right? So we've got to come from another world. We're in this world, but not of it. So Barrett, I would say that the scripture has no shelf life, that God is not chronological, that Paul, Timothy was a young man. He said, look well to your personality and let no man despise your youth. That's the biggest thing I would say. Be humble. You know, I asked the Lord one day, I got up, I said, Lord, what do you want me to do today? I'm as passionate. Oh God, I don't want to miss you. Oh God, I don't want to fail you in the ministry. Oh God. And he just spoke sovereignly <laughs> to me. Sovereignly. Micah 6, 8. I said, what do you require of me? That was my exact words. And the phrase, and I opened it up, didn't know what it said. And it says, the Lord will show thee what he doth require of thee, old man of God. <laughs> I said, oh, okay. God's yeah, talking he'll to me. He'll show me. He'll show me. Yeah. The Lord will show thee. And then he says, it is to love mercy, to walk humbly, yeah. and to do justly. Amen. So those three things, if I could tell you three things that will keep you between the ditches, and he'll unveil your future, it's Micah 6, 8. Love mercy, walk humbly with your God, and do justly. Do what's right because it's right, and do it right, not because you feel like it's right, but because you know it's right. Yeah. Please put those in the in the comments. Those three things. Say it one more time. Walk. To, well, it's Micah six eight. Okay. Let's just let's just and and I will. But as to it is to love mercy. It is to walk humbly. And it is to do justly. And I mean, I'm telling you, he, he answered me directly. I'm talking about directly. I said, Lord, and I was in my 30s. Actually, I wasn't quite 30, I don't think. And I was pastoring a church, and we were already working miracles. And I was already traveling to missions, but I, was, I didn't realize that I was in fear of missing God. Yes. And the Lord said to me in that prayer time, he said, you do realize, he said, the son fears not of me. I said, I know that, Lord. I've been telling everybody that, but I don't want to miss you. <laughs> and I did it three or four times. And finally, the third time, he yeah. shouted. He yes. said, son, fear's not of me. I said, okay, you got my attention. And he said, what I'm trying to tell you is, I know you realize fear's not for me, but he said, even fear of missing me yes. is not for me. Yes. And I remember him saying to me, if you fear missing me, you will. Yes. Because you're going to have what you fear. Uh, yes, yes. And that's what he said. I said, well, what do you require of me? And he gave me Micah 6, 8 right here. He had showed the old man what is good and what the Lord doth require of thee, but to do justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God. Amen. Amen. I found for ministers a lot of times, especially um, especially young ministers in today, they recognize, they can sense in their spirit that the day is short. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've got two other questions, too, that just Yay. popped up. Awesome. Um, they recognize that the day is short. And this, this happened to me, and the Lord really put me at ease with it. He gave me a whole teaching on, on this years ago I was getting ready to make myself uh, we were going to be in presumption and make a way to go to Bible school to go to Rainbow oh, actually right, right, right. we have been accepted but we it was presumption we were going to presume some things and get there and the Lord started laying out what life is and basically ended up saying this he said uh, if you just get your fellowship right with me Absolutely. I will show you what to do, when to do, and how to do it. But And you'll learn to flow with me. And what he, over time he showed me was the devil's plan, basically, 
is if he can stop you from connecting with God, that's his first first I'm thing. Certain. If he can't stop you from connecting with God, then he'll cause you, he'll try to get you to be lukewarm and do nothing. And if he can't stop you from being lukewarm, then he'll try to burn you out. And Absolutely. so, and one of the things he was doing with me was, and there's there's more things that he'll do in the middle of that, but one of the things he was doing with me was he was trying to get me in fear that time was short and, and then applying condemnation in this way that time is short and you've wasted too much time already Absolutely. in your life. So he's using condemnation and fear of short yeah. time to get me to step without hearing a voice of the Lord and a word of the Lord in that moment. And I would have been you know, disobedient. I would have thought I was doing godly, but not realizing that the motivations and the foundations of it were actually fear and condemnation. Oh, that's not only exactly right, but it yeah. is so on point that I don't think the Lord's through with it. Yes. That's, I mean, right here I'm talking about Yes, sir. Somebody's watching is going to change your life forever. Amen. There's three things I could say about that. The first one is... He said it to me almost exactly the same way he said it to you in that same exact prayer time I was talking about before. Okay. He said to me, because I was saying, I don't want to miss you. Oh, God. I'm <laughs> yes. gonna and he said to me, just as clear as a bell, John 15, 7. And it says, if you abide in me and my word yes. abide in you, ask what you will, it shall be done to your hearing. my Father glorified, you bear much fruit, so you bear my disciples. But he said, John 15, 7. And I heard him say, do this. Yes. And when it's time for a change, you'll know. That's right. Yeah. If you'll abide in the Word, and the Word abides in you, you can ask what you will. It will be done unto you. Hearing is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. Yes. You be my disciple. The second thing was, I still remember so succinctly when I was young, it, nothing new under the sun. And this is wrapping all the way back around to the devil has no new tricks. Yes. Okay. And he, Hal Lindsey wrote a book called The Late Great Planet Earth. In 1979, man, the planets were supposed to line up, and it was going to be the end of the world. <laughs> I remember that? You don't have, but you don't have enough Bible when you're young like that to know. Oh my God! <laughs> and you're young, and I was in love, and I wanted to get married, and I wanted to travel the world, and I wanted to preach the gospel, and I wanted to do everything I could do. And oh God, I don't want yes. you to come back before I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember I had a visitation. Hallelujah! And he showed me the greatness and the big things he had called me to do. But then he said this to me. He said, son, he said, I have not called you to do something without giving you time to do it again. Yes. And I mean, the moment he said it, it flushed yeah, out. All peace. fear left. Yeah. Secondly, he said, what I want you to do is be faithful. Yes. And he said, and if I come, before you're completely finished, I want yeah. to find you doing what I told you to do. And then he said, and if I find you doing what I told you to do, he said, if I take you to heaven before it's all accomplished, he said, I promise you, this is exact words, I promise you, he said, you won't be disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Heaven is a real place, yeah. man. It's spectacular. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm at the point now, the closer I get, I'm thinking I can see why people check out early. Because yeah. they want to go home because heaven is so real. I on purpose have decided to stay to help people. Yes. But really... I'm, we're not going to be disappointed, brother. Don't ever feel sorry for somebody that died that was a believer. Yes, amen. It is game. <laughs> it is game, yes. man. And, and that's the thing is we fear. Men's hearts will fail them for fear. And so the pressure from the outside is demonic. Yeah. And uh, actually coming full circle, I guess what I really want to say, because this is where we really started, one word from God can change your life, right? Yes. Yeah. Right? These words we're talking about was a word from God. How do we know it matched up with the scripture? Yes. And that's why I was talking about this whole idea of the Lord being flat. 
who is God. You can pray to God, but don't use the name of Jesus because that yeah. identifies what God. So one word from God, or one word can change your life forever. A word from where? Because a word from Time Magazine can change your life forever, and it, and it can in, send you to hell. In the wrong way. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, so let's talk about what word is actually creative to create God's plan or your future. And it's Luke 4.32. He says it so clear. It says, right here in Luke 4.32, And they were astonished at his doctrine, speaking of Jesus, yes. for his word was with power. Amen. And I, I tell you, we need to understand that he upholds all things by the word of his power. And not every man's word has power. That's right. <laughs> the Bible says that our faith should not be in enticing words of man's wisdom. Yes. That's what all this rhetoric is about. Uh, Daniel, when he was visited by God until the end, in Daniel 7, he said the Antichrist will speak great words, voluminous words against the Most High God and seek to wear out the saints. Yeah. Right now, that's what's going on. Yes. Spirit of Antichrist, I mean so many voices, so many media sources, so many social websites, so many, so many, so many, and now my yes. identities and my views and my friends on Facebook and my, I don't even have my identity and who created me to be, yes. my identities and who agrees with me and what their opinion is and the social outrage and the, I'm this, I'm that. And they don't realize how low, how inefficient, how temporary. You want to talk about your yeah. time being short? Your time gets short when you think you're black or white and don't realize that you're born again and part of a new kingdom. See, when you don't come out of culture, yes. I mean, I know that I'm in a fair-skinned body and I live in kind of a semi-tan house. Yes. I don't live in a brown house, but I'm not confused that I'm not the house I live in. Yes. Yes. I'm not the color of my house. Do you understand yes. what I'm saying? That's very good. This body isn't all I am. Man, this thing's going to go to dust. Yeah. Oh, and that's not all you are. Yeah. And the Bible says, of one blood, this is one of my favorite scriptures, Acts 17, 26, of one blood all men are made. Amen. That's why there's all colors of men in the earth, is because there's all kinds of different colors of dirt. Yeah. All wearing mud sacks with dirt bags. <laughs> I mean, really, flesh pots, if you will. Yeah. The only color that matters is red. The life yes. of the flesh is in the blood. That's right. Now, I'm going to tell you, right. when innocent blood gets spilled, it doesn't matter what color the skin is, it's the spilled blood that cries out to God. Yes. And these aborted babies, Yes. they hadn't even had a chance to get their pigmentation yet, and we're murdering them silently. They can't speak back. But where's the outrage over the abortion? Yes. See, we're totally missing the mark here when we bring it down to a natural level. Yes. Because there's a whole world out there yeah. that is eternal. Amen. And that's the reason for programs like this. Yeah. If we could get recentered, we actually are empowered by one word from God to truly make a change in people's yeah. lives. And that's Amen. that's what this is about. I would just really encourage you to look down inside and live from the inside out. When you start doing that, your conscience will begin to keep you between the ditches. Yeah. It won't let you get over there and follow a cause. Yeah, yeah. Right? You'll be following your heart. So. There's a couple other questions I want to bring you, but I, I see uh, somebody just donated, Barrett, you just donated. I just wanted to tell you, I meant to say this from the beginning, but we kind of jumped in. Uh, if anybody does give today on today's broadcast, all of that's going to go to Brother Tracy's Ministries, Harvest International Ministries on Facebook. You can type in hashtag donate and the amount, or anybody can go to givebc.org. Anything that comes in today is going to go to your ministry. Well, well I certainly didn't expect that. I'm really not doing it for that. So let's I just, didn't. Let's I didn't just, tell you about it. Well, then uh, can I make it a twice on Z? Sure. Yeah. Can it come through and you just tell me what it is and we'll pray it? And can I bless it back? 
to sure. your ministry. You in fact, when you jump online, I mean, this man's doing this ministry. All of you, you're doing phenomenal work day oh, after day. Uh, and here's what I want to say about that. This is a daily program, right? Yes. I hear this phrase in my spirit, Lord, give us this day our daily bread. Yes, amen. I mean, you had to buy lights. You had to have a way to do it. I mean, this stuff, you, you yes. know, I realize on the Internet it's a lot easier today than it has been. But it's time. It's energy. It's effort. You're spending gas to come down here. Sure. And, and you're not doing this for your own reaping. You're about to sow this to me. Yeah. Or you're doing yeah. it to help others. Yeah. So I, I believe in this daily broadcast. And so I want to get seed in it. Oh. So if you'll jump blessed. online, if you'll jump online and sow a big seed, what I want to do is believe God that he gives us our daily bread. Amen. And that this daily broadcast will become daily bread to people. Hallelujah. And Jesus said that we're so blessed we could lend to many nations and not borrow. Yes. So yeah. I believe that if they're giving to this broadcast, this daily bread, they're going to lend to many nations. Amen. They'll get on the giving side of life. So anyway, I just... It's, Can I do that? It's going to nations even as we speak. We have people on a regular basis in Kenya and Nigeria and Gabon. Uh, and I mean, it's all over. Uh, thank you, Randy, Miss Randy, for that seed. Thank what you, buddy. Blessing. That's awesome. And we I love want to you say thank you, too. Thank you for yeah. allowing me to be part of a twice-seed seed. Man, I'm telling you what right now. <laughs> Amen. It's blessing me, man. You've been a blessing to us, and we're connected, and you know what we're doing around the world yeah, and what sir. we're continuing yeah. to do. So, hey. I, I can't. I can't express to everybody here how much I've been fed by the ministry that y'all do. There's been supernatural moments that have uh, just empowered me and strengthened me. God coming through you and coming through the ministry. Um, you know, you know, a couple of times I've been overseas. I've been on the foreign mission field, and all of a sudden there's a huge attack and you'll have a word you'll have, you'll give me or it's not an attack but you'll just give me a word and something the power of god comes alive in that moment we've seen you know the we've seen literally nation shake i mean one time i was talking about you know i, yeah. I was talking about it's time to shake this nation yeah. and literally there was an earthquake as i was speaking that message it was power well, god I understand but, and people think, well, that's coincidence. Let me just tell you something. I don't talk about this much. You yeah. know, I just did a whole message on angels and such. I didn't even get into the real, actual spectacular manifestation that happened. I went, <laughs> you I really did. I really did. <laughs> no. And I had people come to me after a while. It became so obvious it was comical. Because every time I would come, and this happened more than once to, to churches or to, yes. a, to a nation or whatever, literally every time I would come, there would be some kind of storm, major storm. Yes, yes. And I'm telling you that the... The anointing will absolutely impact the whole territory. Yes, sir. And like never before, yes. the national and international angels that want to reap the harvest of the earth, they're working with us right now. Yes. And that's why we say one word from God and change your life forever because his word was with power. Yes. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And yes. literally, if you'll believe it, anywhere, or I, I say it this way, anyone can receive anything at any time, anywhere. Yes. I can prove it to you from the word of God. Yeah. Amen. Go to all the world and preach the gospel. I mean, right now you're watching this gospel that belongs to you. So what are the other hopes? Oh, yeah. yeah. What's, will you read those questions out loud to me? I can't uh, track back on that. Oh, oh, oh okay. So, yeah, that's great. There's a couple of questions. Uh, go ahead and just say it out loud just from there. It's good. It's not showing up on my phone. Oh, okay. So I can track that. <laughs> all right. That sounds good. Awesome. That sounds great. So we're. Um, I saw one from, I think, Priscilla, another one from Barrett, and one from, there you go. So okay. do you want me to read it? Uh, you can just start. So Priscilla says, what's the best way to answer an unbeliever's question? 
so we've got about four questions, so we're, let's pop through these. Yeah, I can uh, do that pretty easy. Uh, what's the best way to answer an unbeliever's question? If God is so loving, why does he allow for basically all evil? I need to know how to reply without bringing out all the details that a person who has no understanding could get lost and lose interest. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, I think the biggest thing is, uh, first of all, to realize that Jesus, sometimes they, it's perceived that he was asked the same question, but he didn't give the same answer. So given the, who's asking the question, the Holy Spirit may need to direct how you respond. Yes. Because not everybody's going to respond the same way. You might be telling truth, but that doesn't mean that they even are in the process to process that. Yes. And in what they said here, it seems like this person already knows that, right? Yes. Uh, but the biggest thing I would say is God's not the one allowing it. Yes. I mean, that's the biggest thing that people need to understand. That when Adam sinned, Satan came in the earth. Satan is a thief. He comes to steal, come and destroy. Yes. And that God made a way out of that, made a way to stop him. Yes. But because he gave men free will, and because he gave men dominion, men are the ones allowing evil. Yes. And they're not only allowing evil, they're perpetrating it. Yes. There's. It's just that simple. I, I always go to that verse in Psalms, you know, the heavens are the heavens of the Lord, but the earth he's given to, to the, the children sons of men. men. That's yeah. exactly right. It's within our hands, and our job is to stand up in the responsibility with right. the life-giving word that Jesus has Absolutely. given us and apply the word. And when we do that, we'll see those forces I mean, it's stop. All through the, it's all through the word of God. In the Old yeah. Testament, it's my mother and father say me, the Lord will take me up. It talks about, um, you know, that in Proverbs, that if you will not raise up your voice against those that are oppressed when they cry out, but the yeah. God will not hear your cry in the day of trouble. Yeah. Have, and then you get into the New Testament, it's very, very clear that um, if if we don't do something about it, it's not going to get done. Yes, yeah. That's that in so many ways with the judgment arm of God in the earth. And, and uh, so that's why even with all this protest, to be truthful about it, I'm for it. The problem is they're protesting the wrong things. Yes. They're protesting things that aren't going to bring change. When we, when we rise up, if we would resist the devil who's really causing this, the unrighteousness of it, Yes. Because in the things that are being protested, thousands of people are dying every day unjustly. Yes. You can't make it about one person you didn't even know yes. and their backgrounds and everything else, and you can't make it a black, white, or a racial issue. Yeah. Because that guy needs to go to jail for murdering that man. Yeah. I don't care if he's white or not. Yes, I agree. Murder's wrong, he need to go to jail. Yeah. The other guy wouldn't even been in that situation. If he didn't have all his criminal history and own dope and everything else, it wouldn't even be a question. Yeah. Both of them did he deserve it? Of course not. Does anybody deserve it? No. Of course not. Yeah. But Satan's a murderer. Let's get. Yeah. Let's just face it. Satan's a murderer. Satan is a murderer. Yeah. It wasn't even all this. It was, and that's got to stop. Yes. And I'm gonna tell you what's worse is somebody breaking into a store, and stealing a TV. What good does that do for the man's family that was murdered? I mean, that there's no correlation. Yeah. Now I know people are gonna like me saying it. And yeah. they're going to think it's because you're on one side of the line. No, no. The line is not my line. The line is what's right. That's right. What our protest ought to be is against unrighteousness. Yes. So, therefore, we have a right to protest the fact that you don't get a right to vandalize my property just because you have a skin color. Yeah. Yeah. There's, you know? Yeah. There's. A, we should be protesting the we kingdom of darkness all the time. That's the point. Yeah. And we're not doing that. No. We're not standing no. up against unrighteousness. It's almost like... Well, 
You know, it's anarchy is what it is. Yeah. It's as long as it makes me feel good and I have a need and I'm driven by emotion, you should let me do what I want to do. And that's not freedom. No, no. <laughs> no, that's forcing an opinion on, on a sure people in is. that way. Sure it is. The, and the things of God, you'll see that God, he's never forcing people to do. Because as soon as, it's like I was saying earlier, if you put a gun to somebody's head to give, yeah. what you're immediately doing is removing their choice. And if you remove choice, you yeah. remove love from me. Absolutely. So if I don't have a choice, if I don't want to give to you and choose, just like Jesus chose to step down from heaven, step down from yeah. his godliness, step into and choose to go and be obedient to the Father, that's what love does. So when I force somebody to do my, my will, I'm, not, I'm taking love away from them. And we're not made to be robots. We're made to be in the image and likeness of God Absolutely. in his love. Absolutely. I, I, I just sense in my spirit, because of the nature of people being so socially driven, that they don't understand that this is such a lesser cause. Yeah. And what I really want to do is elevate them. Yeah. Here's what I mean by elevate them. We're all outraged over one murder when murders are happening and babies are being aborted. There's all kinds of murders. But I want to bring it higher than that. Okay. I want to bring it to 1 John chapter 3. And I want to read verse 14. Okay. 1 John 3. 1 John chapter 3, verse 14. Okay. And here's what it says. We know we've passed from death into life because we love the brethren. He that loves not his brother abides in death. Whosoever, verse 15, hates his brother is a murderer. And no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Mm. Now let's bring it on up and talk about all this hate. Yeah. God says you're a murderer if you hate. Yeah. And love works no ill to his neighbor. Yes. There's no way you're going to help someone else who was murdered by murdering somebody in their place. Yes. Or by doing ill to someone else. Yes. And constant, you know, uh, conversely, to all the social activism that says, well, but I'm just damaging property, that's not violence. Violence is only perpetrated against people. When you take people's livelihoods yes. and their money and their family impact and what to feed their kids, when you take that away from them, when you steal that from them, you've done violence. That yes. is a forcible armed robbery. Yes. I don't care, there's no other way to look at it. And that is ludicrous nonsense. Yeah. And we have every right to tell these people to shut their mouths. Because the United States is the United States yes. of America. Yeah. Not the divided states of America. Yes. Our great-great-grandfathers already fought a war over this deal. Yeah. And it already settled out. You know, people look at World War II, World War One. you name all the wars, all of them combined. Not as many people died in those wars as in the Civil War of American lives. And the reason is because we were fighting brother against brother. Yeah. It ripped our nation nearly in half. Yeah. And it was all because we needed to stop the suppression on every side, especially slavery. Yes. I'm yeah. for slavery. Paul talks about men stealers. Kidnapping, slavery's kidnapping. Yeah, it is wrong. It is unjust. It's got to stop. Yeah, it, but it did stop. Yeah, but so does the remnants of it. All oppression. I'm for all of that. Yeah, but I am not for hate, yeah. division, racism. Forget yeah. it, because it's not from God. I've said it many, many times that there's never in the Bible will you find 
that's one person's wrongdoing will give somebody else a right to do wrong. Absolutely. That's not the way you respond with love to that wrong. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't mean that you don't protect yourself. It yeah, doesn't yeah, yeah. mean that you don't uh, step away in wisdom out of harmful situations, but you don't you don't repay wrong with wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's not the way it's designed to do. So I really feel I'm, I'm impressed to read that again. Okay. I just think yeah. it needs to go deep. If somebody's hearing this, it's Amen. Gonna, it's gonna, Amen. If it's just one person, all of a sudden they're thinking it changes their life forever. Yes. So wait a minute. If it wakes them up, because the scripture's light. Yes. And that's what we're talking about. The scripture says, shine the light. You're like light shining in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. Yes. So God's not allowing the evil we are. Yeah. And the first murder was committed by, and it wasn't racist. It was over an offering. It was over money. Yes. And a lot of this is about money. Yes. It says, we know that we have passed from death into life because we love the brethren. He that loves not his brother abides in death. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. I mean, that's big language. We read it and it just goes over our head. That's big language. That means every human that That, refuses to forgive will stand before God and receive the same judgment as a murderer. that, That is God saying, by the Holy Spirit, God saying that if we hate, we're the same as that officer. That's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, it's the same. That's God saying it. That's not you or I saying that. That's not me saying that. that. And, you know, we forget that the world looks at Jesus on the cross, but Jesus looked at the world from the cross. Yeah. And he said, Father, forgive them. They they don't know what to do. I believe in God, this demon's going to bow. Amen. Because the body of Christ is just not going to put up with that kind of rhetoric. Yeah. That they're going to know that they're not black or white, that or Jew or yeah. Greek, or bond or free, or male or female, that they're one new man in Christ. If they could get a revelation of the new creature, yeah, we could live so far above these things. Yes. That's what the Lord wants. I found that the devil overplays his hand so many times, and I think that's part of what's happening. He's he he feels the pressure of time. He feels the end. He feels the rising of the church. There's a rising in those that are listening to the Holy Ghost, and he's trying to. I found when I'm getting people to the place of freedom through Jesus Christ, if they're like demonically oppressed, I found that right when they, you know, that that things had a hold of. And they start coming under the anointing. And it tries to hold on tighter because it feels its grip being loosened. And at that moment, it'll do everything. Like, no, what can I do to not lose my grip? And that's what's happening right now. He realizes there is this end time Mm -hmm. awakening that's that's happening right now. And and the devil realizes he's losing his grip to that. So Mm -hmm. let me throw everything. But the word says, and be be very clear about this, the word says many will fall away. That means they fall away from the faith. So they're going to feel that, but they're going to give in to the opposite of freedom yeah. and the opposite of That's the right. word because they're That's embarrassed of it. They're ashamed of Christ, very similar to, to Peter in, in the garden. And they're going to fall away from that, and that's not going to be a good place. So what we want to do is be the ones that recognize what are the words of truth, what is, what are the words of freedom, and let's make sure that we are 
operating in that place and in no other place. Absolutely. Uh, you know, you said it so well, you called it grip. Grip is the spirit of control. Yes. And the spirit of control is driven by fear. Yes. If yeah. I lose control, I'm uncomfortable. I'm out of my comfort zone. And that is a demonic fear. Yeah. It's a fear-based yes. reaction. Now, the reason I say that is the spirit of fear and the fear of death is a master fear. But once again, it seems like the Lord is echoing this concurrent theme for yes. this broadcast, and that is there's nothing new under the sun. Yes. The Bible says that many Jews believed on Jesus privately, but were not publicly confessing for fear of being kicked out of the synagogue. In other words, they would lose their place. Yeah. The religious leaders said, we can't let him keep working these miracles. Uh, he'll take away our place. And That's the, huge. And the Jews said, we believe on him. We believe he's the son of God, but we won't confess that to everybody else because they'll kick us out of synagogue. So I want you to understand that a lot of people, they listen to a demon because they're more afraid of having their sustenance and supply in my place. I've worked so hard to get here. I'm not willing to give it up. Yes. Yeah. And that's because they don't realize that it's called the deceitfulness of riches. Yeah. And the lust of other things entering in, choking the word. Because what they don't understand is my God just follow the need according to his riches and glory. That they can literally trust him for everything. One yes. thing that came alive in me, we're talking about this, and I don't know, this is coming alive in me, huge. And I, I just sense that somebody needs this. Amen. And I knew it as the program started. Yeah. Scroll up to the next uh, Yeah, Look at this yeah. one, though. Why are churches... Yeah. Look at that one. This I is, saw that one. That's the next one. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, so why don't you read that question out loud okay. while I'm looking at uh, Arabella, so she's a teenager there at the church. She says, why are most churches just now doing drive-in church even though uh, they can be in the church building? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a... Uh, yeah, answer we, that. We, we, we just answered it. <laughs> yeah, we did. I, I was thinking that. That's why I was going to yeah. And I mean, I'm not trying to be crude or flippant, yeah. but we just answered it. Fear. Yeah. Fear. And, and we see how carnal the church is. The how little trust they riches. have. It's the yeah. deceitfulness of riches. Yeah. If we don't do what's right, fear of jail time, fear of public exposure, fear of my own identity. You yes. name it. You can call it what you want. Yes. But it's a fear. It could be even fear of the virus. Yes. Or fear yeah. of being perceived like, you know. And uh, the bottom line is, Jesus said, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. Yes. So I, I understand the question was phrased in a correct way in that why are most churches? But the, let's flip it around. Instead of looking at what's not happening, let's look at what is happening. I thank God yes. that there is the real church yes. that knew that the church is alive. Yes. That we're the answer to this situation. And no matter what pressure came, we're not stopping. Yes, amen. We're in no way we're stopping. We're standing up. Amen. We're not forsaking the seven of ourselves because we're the answer. We can do it in love. We can do it the right way. We Amen. don't have to be belligerent about it. But no way. Yeah. Are we going to obey God rather than men? That's right. Yeah. I mean, no way are we going to obey men rather yeah. than God. That's what yeah. I meant to say. And we're going to obey God and not men. Yes. And yeah. Uh, yeah. so I hope that answers the question. But that's, I mean, that's a simple yeah. answer. Similar, similar things is the fear, you know, the fear yeah. of losing things, the fear of that. And that's where we have to trust God to be our protector sure. and our source. Sure. So Barrett says, second question, how can someone grow in the gift of prophecy, uh, not bearing a talent, but growing in the, what the Lord has given? I think, and uh, I think what I hear in her question there is not assuming too much, but not disregarding what he's done. And what he said. Yeah. 
in yeah. any gift and maybe um, prophecy we can get specific but also that would help people in any gift mm -hmm. what so well uh, yeah uh, and if you want to answer that that's fine um, I uh, have some very quick cut things that are very simple um, one of them is for example she says prophecy but let's talk about the vocal gifts like tongue and interpretation I learned years and years ago, Lord, show me what's coming in the meeting. Show me what he's going to do next. I began to watch seasoned men of God that I trusted and who broke the anointing and began to watch them like a hawk, if you will. Yes. And it, because the Holy Spirit's not schizophrenic. He's yeah. got one mind. The anointing has a mind. So if you watch how they flow into that anointing, he's not going to, you know, the ministry of the Lord Jesus is going to operate the same way because it's his ministry, not ours. Yes. He preached, teaches, and heals and so as I would watch that, say a tongue would come out in the meeting, I would ask the Lord to give me the interpretation, but not for the purposes of necessarily giving it. Yes. But listening and watching that as the interpretation was given, to begin to train myself yeah. in the gifts. Yes. And I began to do that over and over again. God, give me word of knowledge. Give me what? And little by little, and then I'd find myself in a meeting, and he would give it to me, and often I'd be called upon to operate in it later, but in the early days. I said, Lord, show me what you want done in this meeting. Give me, and he began to train me. I would have word of knowledge. I would know things. Yeah. Just because I think the greatest, the, the greatest misunderstanding is just because a person knows something, doesn't mean automatically they're supposed to do something. That That's they're right. To do it. Absolutely. The Bible says the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet, and yeah. the Holy Spirit and people that are spiritual should pick up on it. Because what God's looking for is the collective faith. Yeah. He didn't expect the faith of that one preacher to carry the whole meeting. He needs people to pick up on it. Yeah. In fact, the preacher needs people to flow with him. And how can they unless the Holy Spirit reveals to him where the service is going? Yes. Right? So you train yourself in those things, even privately. And even as you get lost in the Spirit and tongues of interpretation, uh, one of the first times prophecy ever happened to me was when I finally got through the Holy Ghost. I prophesied at a very young age. When I, the power of God came on, I prophesied about our future and our own ministry. It just came yes. rolling out of me about us. A yeah. prophecy from God to me <laughs> through my own mouth. And he will train you. Yeah. And just stick with the word. Yeah. Amen. You know, stay under good. Just make sure that you know who your spiritual father is. I yeah. use the word father, but I'm not talking about masculine, whatever. I'm just simply saying yeah. the covering. So that there's a canopy of that covering. Confirmation. Yeah. yeah. Because we're to be followers of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Amen. Amen. You know. There's many voices in the world, but not many fathers. Well, that and the Bible says none of them are without signification. That's an old King James word. First Corinthians 14. There may, may be, as it were, this is the way he quotes it, there may be, as it were, many voices in the world, but none of them without signification. Yeah. And the word signification is the Greek word, which is the where we get the Greek word dunamis, dynamite. It means power or ability. Yeah. What he's saying is there's a power source behind every voice. Amen. Yeah, that's so good. There's a power. That's why his word, Jesus' word was with power, because he was anointed the Holy Ghost in power. That, that connects the dots for me. Years ago, the Lord didn't use that word, but here's what he said to me. He was talking to me about music, um, because I had finally recognized that secular music was a trigger for me to be to just like start thinking about things I used to do, and then I'm tempted to go and do Absolutely. those things. I was going through the cycles, sights, yes, all stimuli, yeah. and music brings those up. It, yes, it does. And so he said, he said to me years ago, he said, you need to watch the influence that's in something when it's created. Mm -hmm. What everything carries with it an influence that's in just, its creation, and that's the significant. 
That's literally what the Lord says. Amen. I think it's First Corinthians fourteen ten. I think ten is the verse, but He basically says there's a power source That's behind so good. every voice. That's good. So if it's a deceptive voice, there's doctrines of devils. There's demon power behind it. Yes. Yeah. If it's reasoning, there's intellectual power behind it. Yes. If it's your feelings, there's flesh behind it. Yes. Yeah. But, but there's a power. There's a source. There's yes. a power force. And what we need to understand is whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. So if it's born of the Spirit, yeah. every other voice will fail. Which is why every knee will bow, every tongue yes. will swear he's Lord. Okay, you're right. Yes. Because when that voice comes from the Holy Spirit, it trumps every voice, man. It Amen. just what? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm withholding myself here. I know you so are. Many, there's so many. I could. I know that I could ask you one question. We could go for 30 I know minutes. This. And I know we're past 1 o'clock. I know. It's, Can I read this real quick? Yes. This is so strong. It's been so strong me prophetically. Somebody needs to hear this. It's the Amen. last days. And he talks about overcoming Satan by the blood of the Lamb and the word of yes. our testimony. And he says his, Satan's place was found no longer in heaven. Because we're out of time, we don't have time to read all this. There's something he told me that I believe is for this moment. Amen. And it's this, and it's back to what you said. It says, therefore rejoice ye heavens, because it says they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, the word of their testimony, loved not their lives to the death. Therefore rejoice ye heavens and you that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devils come down to you having great wrath because he knows he has a short time. Mm -hmm. So what we see is that push of a short time is demonic anyway. Yes, yes. God's the Alpha and Omega. He's author and finisher of our faith. He's not nervous about how it turns out. I am persuaded, yes. Paul said, that he which began a good work will complete it. Yes. So the push that my time's so short, I got to do something. C.S. Lewis in the Screw Tape Letters, when he's talking about those demons and how they attack Christians, one yes. of the things that the master demon wrote to the little demon was this: as he said, extreme devotion to anything is good. This is the demon's writing. If you can influence your subject yes. to get into extreme devotion. He said, extreme devotion to anything except for extreme devotion to God is good. Yeah. And his point was, if you can get a person that is an extremist anyway, <laughs> to get extremely devoted to an idea or a cause, that if he can't stop you, what he'll do is run around behind you and push you. He'll push you right off the cliff. Yeah. That, you, see, you see what I'm yeah. saying? All right. And I'm going to say that because in these last days, God has a plan. And right in the middle, while time is short, all the chaos is happening, it says when the dragon saw that he was cast into the earth he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man child we want time to get into all those pictures right. of who that is but it's the church right and actually the nation of israel in the tribulation but look at this this is the this is the thought to the woman were given two wings glory to god <laughs> god provided and he said two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness into her place where she is nourished for a time, and times and have to from the face of the serpent. Yeah, this is the the idea is the spiritual law. There's there's some picturesque terminology here, but the point is there is a place. Yeah, of supply. Yes, no matter what the devil's trying to do. Yes, away from his face where he can't touch you and cut off the supply. Yes, God has provision always in that place that the covenant provides. Hallelujah. Yeah. Away from the face of the serpent that no matter what the devil has planned against you. And so many of you are running around in fear. Time's short. I gotta do something. I gotta do this. I gotta, reacting to what's going on. 
Yes. And you need to understand in the covenant, which is an everlasting covenant, my God shall supply. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All yes. these things yeah. will be added to you. There's a covering. There's a provision. There's a protection. There's supply. You don't need to be afraid of the mark of the beast or the devil or the antichrist. He is truly defeated for the spirit of the believers. Yes. Glory Amen. Amen. We live by peace, right? Amen. I just know that's for somebody. They need to know there's a provision even at the very, 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 all the way to the end of time. <laughs> to the end of the end. To the yeah. end of the end. Away yeah. from the face of the serpent. Amen. Isn't Amen. That good? Let's, uh, you think we can speed answer? Probably, so, yeah. All right. And if not, we can say bye-bye. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> so, uh, he says, how do you navigate family who doesn't believe on the same level of faith and power and want to argue the meaning of Scripture without dishonoring God or them? Well, you know, we've walked into all these type of situations. Everybody faces it, yeah. right? And some of these really, when we try to give a short answer, or I'll speak for myself. When I try to give a short answer, because I'm now at this chronological age in life, some of the things I say, I had to walk out with the help of the Holy Spirit with revelation through it to get to that answer. Yes. So the short answer is not really a short answer. The short answer is something you've learned over a long <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah. And and I want people to understand that in all revelation, it's there's an element of it that's experiential knowledge. Yes. I'm always going to default to tell people the Holy Spirit's going to show you things to come. He loves your family more than you ever could. And he knows exactly what they think in their heart. And he can give you, if you won't walk in familiarity yes. and trust him, he can give you what you need to speak to it. And if you'll be patient, uh, the covenant says that you can be saved in your house. Yes. So he'll work on it if you walk in love and keep faith applied and keep yes. sowing seeds. And I know this for a fact because my brother... He was a pretty much a skeptic, and even though he was kind of born again nominally, you know, yes. and then he wound up marrying more than once, and then when he wound up marrying, he, his wife was a Seventh-day Adventist, and so now he's wanting to argue over the Sabbath and the Sunday, and he's wanting to, and I don't know in truth what is truth, and I remember when I was young, man, I was turned on, full of miracles. I'd gotten took on the Word of Faith, man, I was so stirred <laughs> up, and we got in a discussion one day at family dinner over a holiday, yeah. and I will never forget as young as I was, I was going to go get my Bible off the showing. Yeah. I literally stood up when he said something and jumped over the back of the chair. I'm talking about like a hurdler straddling to run and get my Bible to show him. And about halfway down the hall, Holy Ghost, you stopped me <laughs> in my tracks. Yeah. And he said, this isn't the love of God. Proving him wrong, that's not your agenda. That's right. He said, You'll, he will never listen to you. Yeah. Never respond to you. If this is the way you're going to present it, yeah. He said he doesn't understand it, and there's nothing you can say won't make him understand. Yeah. And he talked to me, and I literally said, "Now you go back in there and repent." Uh, me and repent to him? Yeah, he told me that too. I learned that just because you can control the conversation and you can out talk somebody doesn't mean that that's yeah <laughs> what you're supposed to do, right? Because the objective is not to show who knows the much. The old saying is, they don't really care how much you know until they know how much you care. Yeah. So when I came back, I repented. I, you should have seen because like somebody hit me with a baseball bat. Today, my brother's known in the ministry, oh. full of God, full of the Holy Ghost, worshiping God, and going into prisons and preaching the gospel. But he's ordained. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I didn't know that. <laughs> I think about what God can do. Yeah. If you just let him. Yes. He's been good to me in my house. Faith, the whole point about faith for the end times, and we didn't even talk about that really. <laughs> but faith is the victory. Yes. Faith works by love. There's a faith for this moment. There's a miracle for every moment, and faith activates that miracle. Yeah, amen. And there's a miracle for your family. There's revelation and understanding for how to navigate your family. Yeah. Not everybody responds quite the same way. And if you will yield to the Holy Spirit and walk in love and just stay in faith and not say, oh, you know, Uncle Joe, he ain't never going to listen to anything i got to say. <laughs> well, you're killing it with your tongue because there's no faith. Yeah. That's all familiarity. What God needs you to do is help him help them. Yeah. Which means love them where they are, even if they say stuff that just feels like sandpaper, and it's okay. Yeah. Because nothing they say can change who you are. And if you'll stay the same, you're part of a kingdom that can outlast all of their yes. judgments. Yes. And you can show every tongue condemned, and eventually, you watch. Nothing's impossible to them. That's and right. And he'll take care of your family. I've, uh, Did that help? Absolutely. Yeah, there's, <laughs> I, I would say uh, to that too, and, and basically saying the same thing, there's a meme, there's a meme that says, nobody ever says, I came to know Jesus because I lost a debate with a Christian online. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. I, no, so nobody's ever said that. And here's, here's one thing that I found is when you're talking with people, if they don't have the Bible and scripture as a standard, uh, then for you to try and utilize that as the standard <laughs> yeah. to logic with them, yeah. it's never going to work that way. They've got to acquire that. And so here's, and most of the time people are trying to win with logic and knowledge. And here's what I found that I used to not go to. Let the anointing work. In other words, don't go to the right. argument or don't go to try to be their source yourself. But go to faith and let the Holy Spirit Amen. and God's angels put messengers in the place. And let the anointing work. And uh, Nicole has a great testimony. Uh, my wife has a great testimony about that. I, we can give another time. But uh, if the standard's not the word, then you're talking to the wrong person trying to utilize the Bible as a standard. If, they, if their standard is not the word, but their standard is environment and what they believed up to this moment, you're not going to win an argument, so to speak, by doing Absolutely. that. Trust the anointing more than you trust knowledge. Knowledge can be easily passed away to the left or to the right in somebody's head. But the anointing of God, it, that gives them something they have to deal with and work mm -hmm. with. When you went back under the anointing of the love yeah, and absolutely. repented, it probably cracked open a shell you could have never cracked open I, by winning an I, argument. I guarantee it. Yeah. You know, we talked about the grace to build last night. Uh, that's more than just building buildings. Yes. Really, the ultimate grace is to build lives. And Paul said, this authority God's given me is not to tear you down, but to build you up. Yeah. And I love the scripture in the New Testament that basically says knowledge puffs up. Yes. But love builds up. Amen. <laughs> so when you try to debate somebody based on knowledge, it'll just keep inflating that hot air balloon. Yeah. Because a soft answer turns away wrath. You respond in love, soft answer turns that away. Yeah. And Amen. they're palatable, they'll listen. Amen. And uh, and so, and here's here's why. Here's why we get so brought up about it. 
we're trying to defend ourselves. That's right. Not, <laughs> That's what I, was I mean, thinking. people were honest. Yeah. It's because they're not sure of themselves. They're like fighting against this other ideology trying to prove I'm right. Yeah. When you know that 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 you know you're right. Yes. You can have such peace that it really doesn't matter what they say. Because you yeah. know that you know that you know. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus is alive. I'm yeah. right. God's got my back. I really don't care. But it's not about me anymore. Yeah. I can walk in love. And that's really important. And we literally talked about that yesterday is when I'm seeking after God, he says, test the spirits. In other words, it's not wrong for you to, it's not wrong for you to figure out what's right. It's not. And I'll throw a doctrine on the altar in a split second and let the Lord, If the, and if the yeah. Lord kills it, he kills it. It was wrong in the first place. Yeah. But if it's not, right. if it is God, it will come through the fire. You know, it's great you said that because I learned years ago, he said to me, son, don't ever confuse your convictions with the gospel. <laughs> he said, the gospel's the gospel. Yeah. He said, there'll be things I'll tell you to do that for you it's a vow, it's a conviction. And he said, to you it's your conscience. It might be sin to you because I told so you don't good. do it. Yes. But that doesn't mean, if I told you don't ever eat chocolate again, well, you better not ever eat chocolate again. But that doesn't mean you're supposed to get up in the pulpit and say all Christians shouldn't, <laughs> shouldn't eat chocolate. Shouldn't eat chocolate, yeah. Because that's a conviction. That's not the yeah. gospel. And too many preachers confuse and merge their own personal convictions with the gospel. That's where they really, really miss it. And it not only taints it, but a little leaven leavens a whole lot. And honestly, yeah, it's why we're not seeing the great creative miracles in the church. Wholeheartedly. The only the pure in heart will see God. Yeah. And uh, it's time for us to spend enough time in the river like Naomi. Yeah. He said, you need seven dunks. I mean, there's a lot of people watching <laughs> That one little dunk in the river ain't enough. Yeah. They got so much mud in them to get clean. They need a few more dunks yeah. in the river. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, I'm telling you, well, God will hold you under till you bubble. That was it. Okay. We, <laughs> Do you hear what I said? God will hold you under till you bubble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he'll let you up gasping for air. And, for, and he'll, he'll say, I'm right now. You're going to commit? Yeah. <laughs> he disciplines those. That That's what Buddy and I were talking about all the way over here. Oh, God, so good. Man, it's been a joy to be with you today. It's been a joy to have you with us. We love everybody. We yeah. do love you. Praise God. Amen. If you, we do love you. Thank you for sharing the broadcast. Thank you for being with us for Lunch Plus. And uh, if you would like to give today, again, you can on Facebook. Type in hashtag donate and the amount. Really easy. And then uh, anybody else, even if you are on Facebook, you can go to givebc.org and you can give and sow into the gospel going out and the good news so that people can have freedom. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and since it's twice on seed, yes, sir. it's part of like a mutual fund today. <laughs> Increase our mutual fund. Let's yeah. get that seed in there. Yeah. I mean, get on there. You're sowing twice. Please. I, they're sowing literally twice. So once into the ministry of uh, Brother Tracy, and then he's sowing it in us. So literally, you're you're having twice sown seed. Yeah, and today, in the scripture so, realm, it yeah. doesn't even have to change hands. And I really want to encourage yeah. them to do that. Lots That's of lives awesome. are being touched. Thank you for your heart to give. It's Thank you for answering these questions, too. I know that blessed a lot of people. Bless me here. I pray it, man. Praise <laughs> the Lord. Amen. All I know is there are answers. Yes. I guess that's the final thing I would sign off with is that there really are answers to these questions. Yes. Now, they may not be the mental 30-second phrase you want to hear because everybody wants that quick, easy, all right, 
But I'm telling you, we're talking about laws, principles, concepts, and the yes. spirit realm that's eternal. If you'll walk with God, yes, your answers will come from revelation of his character and the laws that govern the realm. Amen. And once you get revelation of that, all of a sudden it doesn't look mysterious and hard anymore. It makes yeah. perfect sense. Yeah, there really is a sense of this chaos. Remember, God's not the author of confusion. He's the author of peace. Satan is a confused individual, and he'll keep you confused. Yeah. Just follow God, and he'll provide the answers. Yes, amen. We love you so very much. If you are in uh, South Carolina area, North Carolina, South Carolina, today, tonight at 7 p.m., uh, Brother Tracy is going to be at Faith Family Church with Pastor Eddie Smith. It's going to be awesome. And then... Uh, at the end of June, the oh, 23rd, man, 24th, yeah, and 25th, yeah. get to Texarkana, Arkansas. It's right on the Texas and Arkansas border. You're going to have your annual minister's conference, and it's, it's going, to awesome. going to be special. <laughs> it's going to be <laughs> wide open. I was telling Buddy on the way here, or last night, that I went out to, you know, I didn't know you. I was learning. I just knew that God told me to go, and I was sitting there trying to fathom what was happening because I, you you really opened my eyes to some things in different ways. Saw, I saw that there was another level that you don't see many places. Another level in God, different, a higher operation in the kingdom that you just don't see many people walking in. And I was trying, I was seeking the Lord, like, Lord, is this right? He ministered, and I was sitting there, and the Lord spoke to me and said, you are not to miss another one of these. I want you to be here every wow. single year. And we have been so blessed every year. Sure it just seems like that, it gets the Lord would say that. Very clearly. So I, the Lord would say that. I mean, yeah. I don't know if people realize what that means. <laughs> it meant a lot it was to the, me. It was the Lord that said it. Yeah. I mean, see, he endorsed what we're doing. Yes, sir. And I, it was the Lord did. Yes. Amen. Wow. What a blessing. So I'd encourage you, if you can get out there, get out there. I know we have a number of people from the church coming. I think the last count, over 25. So oh, there's, glory. <laughs> amen. That's going so to it's going to be fun. Be God will move. Many people are healed and delivered right in those meetings, and their knowledge of the Lord goes up. Uh, so we invite you to uh, be a part of that. So amen. Thank you so much for being with us today. God bless you. Thank you for being here. I love you, my I man. Appreciate it's a joy you. Always, yeah. I love amen. you, man of God. Amen. Best is yet to come. Amen. Jesus is coming soon. You know. Yes, that. He is. Amen. Have a great day. We'll see you. Bye bye. Bye bye.